Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the DC Power Play. I'm your host, Sabir, and you can follow me on Twitter at PleaseWinDC. Today, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, um, Drew Gallagher, as usual. He's on Twitter at RoboStop10, and Amanda as well. Amanda uh, writes for the DMV Sports Network, and could you just give out your Twitter handle as well, please? Yep, it's at AWhite7877. Great. So as usual, everyone, we're doing this podcast for one of the hottest and upcoming upcoming sports websites in the district called DMV Sports Network. So please follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. They have a lot of great daily content on all um, DC sports and as well as some national topics as well. So let's dive right into the three game three game recap for the Caps this week, guys. They Came out 3-0, and which is how I predicted really confidently on the last pod. They beat the Coyotes, the Blue Jackets, and Detroit. So starting with the Coyotes game, that was a 4-2 victory for the Caps. And um, it was a really good, strong showing on the road with a team that they had lost to previously. Some of the notes that I have for that game is that Jacob Vrana stayed hot. Uh, He scored a goal, and I know he had a penalty shot also in that game. He didn't convert on, but Vrana was all over the ice. Mm -hmm. Um, And Phoenix Copley also got the win in that game. Um, I did write down that the power play continued to struggle. Um, But beside that, we also had top-line Burakovsky scoring the game-winning goal in the third, and Ovechkin added an empty netter in that game. But what are some of your takeaways, Amanda, uh, for the Coyotes game? Uh, well, I mean, that first goal the Coyotes scored was just on a terrible turnover from Burkowski, which, uh, of course, he redeemed himself later and got the game winner, uh, which was good to see. But, you know, I was a little nervous going into that game. They were coming off that terrible losing streak. And uh, they really, you know, we talked, you predicted they were going to go 3-0 and this week. And I said 2-1. and You were right. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they're, they're right back up on a hot streak now. And, you know, Oshie's back. Looks like Wilson's going to be back in tomorrow. So um, I'm excited for the upcoming week. Yeah, no doubt. And also, um, I have written down that the Coyotes could have zero in the first period. Really, they were getting a lot of chances. But yeah, Copley had a lot of good saves yeah. in the first period. Yeah. yeah, what do you think, Drew? Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those games that was kind of back and forth, I think, for the for the first 40 minutes, uh, it was pretty good pace. Um, Veron, I thought, um, as you said, was, had a great game. Um, and you know, he's been this year, he really has been, uh, playing really, really well. He's, he's really showed his speed. Um, I really think he showed up, uh, he kind of put his name on the map in, um, in game seven versus Tampa last year, uh, getting, um, getting them going, um, you know, in, in, in game seven, I know that Ovi had the first goal that night, but he, his speed was evident in that game, um, getting to the net, you know, he, he didn't even, I don't think he had a goal in that game, but you know, in the Vegas game in one of the Vegas games in the finals, he, he scored early. So he's, he's really been playing really, really well. Yeah. But I think that this is a game that, you know, this was, I know we'll talk about Burkowski a little bit more in depth, but, he, this is a game that he in the third period came down the down the wing, shot the puck and 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 put it in the right spot and got the game winning goal. Uh, he, I thought he sh- pretty much uh, showed up and played well. Uh, you know that's kind of Burakovsky that this team needs. 
uh, you know, he has his other side. But, um, you know, Ovechkin with the empty netter, and, you know, they got a good road win, especially after playing the way they did the, you know, the prior game. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. For sure. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of other notes to beer. Um, one was uh, 5,000 shots for Ovi. Oh my came gosh. In, that, in that game, which uh, fastest ever in NHL history to 5,000 shots. So that certainly bears commentating on. Um, Not surprising. Other, yeah, no doubt. But um, one other thing I noted was that they turned the ball or ball. They turned the puck <laughs> over um, six times in the first half of the first period. It was a very ugly start to the game. And uh, obviously it, it turned out okay at the end. But that's kind of been a storyline with this team that's concerning. They have some really slow and, and not very good starts been a lot of games yeah and and they were coming off the loss at vegas uh before that coyotes game so you kind of expected a sharper start but Mm -hmm. it didn't go that way but you give them credit um staying staying within their system as they always do and they scored the last three goals of that game so so again a good road win um versus the coyotes for the caps there to get back in their winning ways after losing two in regulation so after the arizona game they traveled to columbus which was a battle for first place in the Metro, I believe. And this was one of the most impressive games the Caps have played yet this season because, one, it was a 4-0 shutout win against a really good offense, but it was also on the road where you expected the Blue Jackets to play one of their best games. But, Drew, what did you think of that game? There there was a lot of takeaways. Yeah, I I thought that this is – one of their most complete games that they've played. And, you know, we've talked about before that they've only had their entire team intact for one game this year. Somebody has been out hurt. Somebody's been out suspended. So it, whatever the case may be, but this, this is probably the most complete game they played. Um, they got a goal within the first couple of minutes. Finally. Um, by the, on fire lately. Yeah. Their, their line in particular um, is just, just on fire and i just i you know with with wilson potentially coming back you know that things are going to get shuffled a little bit um but it's just the way that they're playing you don't want to break up the chemistry if you if you can uh you know but by the end of the first period they were up three nothing um and this game was pretty much over by the first period all all said and done Mm -hmm. um but yeah they they had this was a you know your quote unquote the four point game because the, you know if they lose you know Columbus takes over first place uh, but if they win they can give the put them some distance between them and Columbus and, and they came out like it mattered um, and they they played an outstanding game and you know bottled it up boys uh, it was it was a great great to see and they just dominated I thought um, the whole game they've played really good in that barn lately I guess you could say those fans don't want to see the Caps anymore. No. And any game where we go to Columbus and we don't have to hear that damn cannon is a good night. Yeah, they shut. Oh yeah, no doubt. So yeah, I um, that game was a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. Boyd, you know, scoring his first goal assisted by Obi, his celebration was great to watch. Um, that one was fun. We got to see Yaskin finally score yep. at the cap. The actual picking up of the monkey and throwing it off his back was a nice touch. I enjoyed that. Right. Um, so there was a lot of good, a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, getting, you know, chasing Bobrovsky out of the game after the first was huge. That's two games in a row that the Caps managed to chase the, the starting goalie, getting the bullpen early, as they say. <laughs> yep. They put up three on Bobrovsky as usual. Um, the fourth and they line. they just own yeah. him. I know. I know. And. 
And Columbus is in kind of a weird situation with, I know, Bobrovsky because he's a free agent next year. And I've heard some rumblings about maybe trading him uh, to get something while they can to a contender. But anyway, uh, back to the game. Like you said, Gaskin gets his first with the Caps. And Yaskin was someone who I wasn't, like, that thrilled about earlier in the season. I just wanted Nathan Walker all the time on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. But Yaskin has really proved himself. And Drew, I know, nicely, for sure. Yeah, Drew, you talked about it early on, how you kind of saw what his value was. He's a big body, and he's really uh, form, came into form on that fourth line. And Boyd has made a lot of nice plays. It's great to see him get his first, obviously, an assist from Ovechkin. It doesn't get better than that. Oh, it and um, yeah, Caps again were 0 for 3 on the power play. So it wasn't Ugh. perfect of a road game. No. That would have made it perfect. But um, they did hold Columbus to 0 for 4. So that was a 28, 28 safe shutout for Holpe, which was awesome. But that power play is concerning. It is ice cold. I mean, it was, you know, they got some, they got some stuff going on in the next game, but they have not been good lately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, yeah, go ahead. yeah. And, but you know when you're missing when you're missing Oshie who's you know sits in the middle of that power play, uh, you know it's you're you're gonna you're gonna have these these stretches I think where you're not producing like you normally would, um, you know like I said like you said Amanda we're gonna talk about the ne- you know next game, uh, but you know with when you're missing uh, Kuzi or you're missing Oshie when you're missing some of your snipers on that on that unit mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna suffer. But, uh, yeah, back to Gaskin real quick. I have been really, really impressed with his play. Um, er, you know, early on, he was just trying to get comfortable, I think, L- learn his line mates, learn a new system. You know, coming from St. Louis, they were more of a defensive-minded uh, system, I think. And so he hasn't really had really a chance to, I think, utilize a lot of his offensive uh, assets that he brings. That's but I've point. been impressed with him. I've been impressed with him on that fourth line. Uh, of late and now that fourth line is clicking they are cooking right now they have been so good lately this team has so much balance and i hope it continues because if they can if you can score from any of these lines no defensively other teams just can't load up on the ovechkin line or even uh koozie's line anymore you're gonna have to put out somebody to stop everybody and that's a good a good um a good uh, luxury to have yeah and um when everyone's healthy basically when wilson comes back that means someone's gonna have to sit but i tell you i don't think it's gonna come from that fourth line in my opinion i think someone from the third maybe like a stevenson or dsp might get a healthy scratch but if I'm reared and I don't know if you tinker with that third line at all. I mean, fourth line at all, you know, I wouldn't tinker with that or the second line. It feels like the third line is where it's going to have to come from, but yeah, I don't know. DSP's not been, he's just kind of been absent. You know, you haven't seen a whole lot out of him. Stevenson too. I think you're right. They're probably the most likely candidates. Yeah, no doubt. So basically that uh, summarizes the Columbus game and to finalize it in my notes, I, I wrote Tortorella frustrated. And that's always nice to see. He had, you know, another one of those post-game pressers where he just doesn't give anything to the media. It's it's just, I mean, but I can't blame him. That was a complete uh, frustrating game for them, I'm sure. One more note I had on that one before we move on was that for for Columbus, that was supposed to be their revenge for, you know, going up two games to none in the first round last year and then getting beat and and knocked out of the playoffs. That was supposed to be their their revenge game, and it was – not pretty on their end of things. Yeah, well said. 
All right, so then we can move on to the final game of the three-game set, which is a home game against the Detroit Red Wings. This was a game that Oshi came back for, um, and he played really well. It was a 6-2 final was the final score. Um, and again, the fourth line produced, um, and you had a hat trick from Ovechkin, of course, a really kind of weird type of hat trick, but it was all smiles the way he was scoring and getting bounces. I mean, when it's going good, it's going really good for Ovi. Um, Oshi also came back with a power play goal, which was good to see because basically the power play got back on, on track. It was two for two, right, um, versus Detroit. Um, but but what do you think about that game? It was pretty much domination again, Amanda. Yeah, it was pretty much domination. I mean, I was the, all I could think while I was watching you is I wish I had gone to that one instead of the Ducks game. <laughs> it was Bill would have like seen a lot, a lot of goals. more fun at the yeah. end. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, it, twenty-five goals in thirty games. What can you even say about Alex Ovechkin? I mean, it's just crazy. Um, you know, Mike Green was back. He, uh, it wasn't such a great night for him, obviously. Um, Burakovsky scratched is something I had in my notes, and uh, Ochi back in the in the lineup, which was great. That was the first time since was it, the, it was a month almost, right? November fourteenth, I think he went out. So uh, yeah, yeah. Connolly scored again, another one from Boyd. I mean, you just you know the offense was was great. Um, good to see Boyd with you know two two goals in two games. So, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff going on. Um, and again, to go three and zero for the week and really get themselves kind of shake off the funk of that losing streak they had been on. Yeah. And two second game in a row that they chased the starting goalie. So Jimmy Howard had to come in actually for Detroit, like midway through the second period. Um, yep. But what about you, Drew? Uh, a great game. Uh, everything that they touched just seemed to turn to gold. Uh, you know, they just Ovechkin just dominated he got the de- the deflection off of uh i think it was cronwall he he threw out a um a great a great shot on his uh on the first one and he just he just was one of those games where i think every shot um had a chance to go in uh, i don't know how many shots he had by the end of the night uh, i have to look but you know three goals up i think at one point they were up you know five nothing they just, you know, Detroit looked like they played two games in two nights. Um, and, you know, of late, it's like the Caps, sometimes they come out after sitting for a couple of days waiting for the team to come in, and they look like the one that's played back-to-back and, you know, skating in, skating in cement. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think Ovechkin ended up having four shots. Yeah. Uh, three so three goals, goals on four shots. So five percent shooting percentage. That, it's that it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, and then he only and he he skated for almost twenty minutes of ice time. Uh, his ice time has been going up of late. Uh, I think Reardon has been rewarding him uh, with you know a little bit of extra, a uh, little bit of extra ice. You know, normally Trotz last year may not put him out in certain situations, but I think Reardon is rewarding him for the way he's playing. You know, he's out there for some of these empty net goals, which at times Trotz may not want him out there. He put out a more defensive minded lineup. Uh, so, but, you know, as far as the is concerned, he's just been playing really, really well. Uh, overall, I, I, you know, the power play was two for two. Oshie, as you said, Oshie's back or was back for the Detroit game. Uh, just domination by, by this team again. Um, basically two straight games of it. Uh, you know, coming up this week, they're going to be playing back to back. So we'll see how they do. 
Um, but just impressive the run that they're on right now. But finally, it, we're going to see Oshi and Kuznetsov and Wilson all on the ice together again. So. Cannot wait. And, cannot wait for and that. And Amanda, you mentioned that Burkowski was a healthy scratch. Um, and I want to talk more about that. But before I do, uh, Drew, you reminded when you said when you said that we went up 5-0. In the three-game set, the Capitals actually scored 12 straight goals in the three um, in when you uh, tally up the three games because they scored the last three games uh, goals against Coyotes. Then they scored, obviously, four in a row versus Columbus. That was a shutout. And then five straight versus Detroit. So 12-0 and 0 they had wow. a straight going. I hadn't looked at it that way. That's crazy. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Um, they are on another level right now and should only be getting better. But But I want to talk about with – Wilson coming back, someone is going to have to get scratched. And Burakovsky all, all, already being a healthy scratch, do we see him missing more time, do you think? He, personally, I think that Burakovsky hasn't earned to stay in. I think the players like Boyd, players like um, uh, Dowd um, are playing better than he is. He's just... Right now, he is inconsistent. He reminds me a little bit, um, he really is like Alex Semen. Semen seemed to, at times, be really well, really engaged, really out there producing, skating, whatever. Then other times, he just seemed disconnected. Uh, stupid penalties in the offensive zone. Um, you know, kind of like flopping in a way, those sorts of things. He, he just, Burakovsky for me right now is... Um, Personally, I think he's probably trade bait, to be quite honest. I know that he's – I think he's coming up on um, – I think he's going to be an RFA. Uh, I have is, to look yeah. it up again. Yep. He's um, going to be an RFA, and I don't think they want to pay him. He's due $3.25 Yeah, and I don't see the caps matching yeah. anyone, you know. They're too he's close not, to the salary cap to, to be paying him that much. I, I don't think he's going to be with the team next year, which he, is a shame. Yeah. Because he's I mean, had some yeah. flashes. I mean, I'll, I'll love him forever for game seven in the Tampa series last year. Exactly. And I think we all, like, we love Bira. I mean, I like him, like, as a player and his personality and all that. But like you said, Drew, I think the Alex Salmon comparison is pretty accurate. It's just the inconsistency. And, you know, I don't think they have room for any inconsistency as good as the team has been. You still, you know, guys like Stevenson and DSP, they're at least killing penalties, but Beer doesn't do that. Yeah, so, he's not on special yeah. teams. He's not. There yeah. just doesn't seem like there's room. And you know, another the the Semin comparison is good. I also sort of think of him sometimes like Marcus Johansson, who was so much talent and so much potential upside that just never seemed to really get realized. And you know, Burakovsky is just one of those guys that I can't see them. I can't see them sitting Yaskin right now. I can't see them sitting Boyd or Dowd. And so it seems to me like he's going to be the odd man out. And, and yeah. back tomorrow. And like wanting best for him. I don't want him to be a healthy scratch. Like if anything, if you're going to do that, I would prefer to trade him and get something for yeah, him so that at least else. he can go play somewhere else. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just the Caps team is so deep that he, he needs to produce more on like a, second line but he just doesn't really get that opportunity with the caps who knows well he's he has played on every line on this team yeah he's played he's played in wilson's spot he's played up in verona's spot on the left side he's played on the right side um to me you know there was an article last late last year where he was saying that 
he kind of using a sports psychologist uh, and kind of having, I think, struggling with his mental part of the game. And I, and I think that's probably what he's still having an issue with. Um, you know, over the last five games, he's played a total of about 64 minutes, 64 minutes and 12 seconds to be exact. He has five shots on goal. Yeah, his his stat, li- his stat line over the last five games, he's had two goals for two points. He's a plus one. Four penalty minutes, and you know, in the Columbus game yeah, is the reason and, why and he got some, benched. Those games, he's playing with two of the best forwards in in hockey. Right, you know, he's up there with and he had, and Backstrom. You can't not produce on that line. Can't, uh, and you know, like I said, five shots on goal in that time frame. Uh, it, that's just not that's just not good enough, uh, especially if you're playing on a third line or getting moved up to the first line. Uh, sometimes he waits too long to shoot the puck. Sometimes the one thing that I noticed is, uh, especially along the boards. Or in the offensive zone, he easily gets pushed off the puck. Yeah, um, I noticed that he too. doesn't he doesn't protect it real well, and and that you know if you're trying to establish that forecheck, if you're trying to get that offensive um, push, that's not helping. Yeah, for, uh, when it comes to him. Yeah, it's a shame if we're maybe seeing the beginning of the end for Burakovsky on this team. I mean, we don't know yet, and it's still early in the season, but. He's got so much skill. I mean, he has highlight goals, like end-to-end goals. So we oh, know yeah. what we, you know what he's capable of, um, and he sure has provided clutch goals in his past. Obviously, most notably in the Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven. Um, but but that's pretty good on Bira, and that's a good wrap up of the three-game set. Is there anything else you want to touch on before kind of going into the Ovi's office segment? Pretty much just a great three-game set, right? Yeah, I can't say enough good things. Except if I had to, if I had to pick nits, the power play needs to needs to get off the schneid a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it got off the schneid, but it has to continue. They can't go another zero for ten streak or something like that. Pretty much. No, definitely not. Especially now that Oshie's back and Wilson will be back. So I, I expect we're going to see it revert more to form in the in the upcoming week. Yep, no doubt. All right, so before going into the next segment, I just want to remind listeners about uh, the DM library of podcasts that there is on the website. So just to give you a quick rundown of the week, pretty much they put out one podcast per day for the week. So on Sundays, we have the NBA Quick Report. On Mondays, we have the Hogcast, which is a Redskins show. On Tuesdays, we have a show called It's About Time DC, which covers all things DC sports. And then on Wednesday, Wizards of Gallery Place comes out strictly about uh, the Washington Wizards season and how their basketball team is doing. And then on Thursdays, we have Fantasy Fever with Marcus Hemingway, who gets you set for the fantasy football week. And then, of course, our DC Power Play comes, uh, show comes out on Fridays. And then the Dom and Thunder show, which covers national topics with a DC niche, comes out on Saturdays. So all of these podcasts can be found at dmvsportnetwork.com, the website, um, and wherever podcasts are available, you can search for these shows as well. All right, guys. So today's podcast is titled um, All About OV, and that's for pretty much the reason that we're going to have an extended OV's office segment. So basically, we just like to um, highlight or put a spotlight on Ovechkin's uh, week specifically. So... In the in the three game set, he had nineteen. Oh, I'm sorry. In the three game set, he had six total points, which um, brings him to nineteen total points during his twelve game point streak. 
So he's just been on fire and getting at least a point every game. Um, one goal against the Coyotes, a goal and an assist versus Columbus, and then obviously the three goals hat trick at home versus Detroit. Um, I've kind of run out, out of adjectives to describe <laughs> Ovechkin and just what he means to this hockey team and the city in general. But um, I just want to get your guys' take on on how you think he's done this year and his goal pace as well, 25 goals in 30 games. Um, Drew, do you want to kind of take it from there and, and just talk about uh, how, what he's projected for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, right now he's on pace to score 68 goals this year. And the most he's ever scored was in 07 and 08 when he scored 65. Uh, matter of fact, that was the year he's had the most points he's ever had in his career, which was about 112. So he had 65 goals and 47 assists that year. Um, you know, overall, he's played like 1,033 games in his 14 years he's played up to this point. He's only missed 29 games. Wow. So, I mean, you're looking at about that's like two and a half. I think about two and a half percent of his games he hasn't played. Do you, I don't know of any other player that off the top of my head that can boast that they've missed that that few. Uh, I know that at one point, you know, Alsner had his um, you know, Alsner had his Iron Man uh, Iron Man streak cut because he got he, he got benched in Montreal. Um, Bobby Gould, former capital, had an Iron Man streak going at one time. Uh, as many games as uh, you know he played, I don't think he's played he over his career he's played as much. Um, so uh, to say that you know uh, to, to, I know that RMNB is quite popular, but you know they've got it properly named. I think you know Russian Machine Never Break. Yeah, uh, he certainly has played his career that way. And it's amazing his durability. Um, and so can his durability break Gretzky's record? That'll be interesting to see if he can do that. I, I wasn't so sure, but he's on a torrid pace this year. If he can re- repeat it, um, I'd have to look uh, at the numbers. But I think he has to score somewhere between, I think, 30 and 40 goals for the next six or so years. I have to see how many seasons he'll have to do it. But – if he can do it, he'll eclipse it if he plays that long. It seems crazy to even talk about it. If you would ask me even just a few years ago if Ovi would ever get to Gretzky's record, you'd say, no, of course he won't. It was a different time. It was a different era. But now it actually doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility. Every year we just get closer and closer to it being uh, actual reality or a possibility when before, like you said, it was like no way. And he still has a ways to go, but it's gotten to the point where, yeah, people are calculating what he has to average because it's really could be possible. And um, I just want to say that, hey, I'm not ashamed. I was wrong in the very first pod. I predicted <laughs> that Ovechkin's goal scoring would be lower this year. I just thought eventually he would have to decline. Coming off of a long uh, playoff run, I thought he would score in the low 40, something like that, and that his even strength numbers would go down. But I have been completely wrong so far. Not only is he on an incredible pace, but he um, he has more even strength goals really than power play. He hasn't scored as many power plays goals as now, we're used to. Now, only seven power play goals so yeah. far this season and 18 at even strength. It's really remarkable. You think of him as being a power play specialist, and of course he is. But this year, there's there's a lot more going on at even strength. Exactly. It's not Last- just – yeah, go ahead, Drew. 
Yeah, I was just going to say um, to the, to Amanda's point is last year and this year they did oh, like much. I don't know how percentage wise uh, to the previous year, but they have done much much better with five on five because if you remember, like uh, three seasons ago, they were having issues scoring five on five. They were they were scoring a lot of goals on the power play, but over the last couple years they have really done much better in five on five. They, they haven't needed the power play uh, like come playoff time to, to succeed where penalties aren't necessarily called with, with, with such frequency as they are in the regular season. Um, but quickly to my point, um, we were just talking about his, the Gretzky um, uh, 894. Basically they said, if he scores 50 this year, he'll be at 608 for his career. So if you assume over the last three years of his contract, if he averages 36 goals a year in those three years, that will give him 896. Well, so that doesn't seem outlandish. It doesn't seem outlandish, does it? If Not you, if when you he's just almost at 30, think about 30 it. games in this year. No. Right. So every extra goal that he scores over 50 will be less that he needs on the back end to, to get so there. So needs to leave him in for all those empty letters. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Somebody, somebody send him a text message and tell him just to leave Listen, him out there. Todd, we're going to need you to make sure he gets all that trash time at the end of the games, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he still passes up some of those opportunities, which is just what makes him him, you know. Uh, yeah, he absolutely. Still loves, he loves seeing his teammates score more than anyone. Um, and that is just why we've been blessed with Ovechkin. Like you mentioned, his, his durability. Like, I think, remember uh, uh, two playoffs ago when he got hurt in the Toronto series with the Kadri? Yes. Hit? It was the yeah. first time, like, it was a pin drop. It was the first time we've ever seen him, like, in pain and anything like that. And and that oh, was, yeah, like, that was in his knee, 13th that season. Knee injury. That was ugly to watch. I couldn't yeah. believe he was back. I said to my husband, there's no way. He's no, we're not going to see him again for the rest of the series. And I of know. Of course, I was wrong. It is incredible. Yeah. And his yeah. style of play. Think about that as well. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've got a couple of stats I wanted to mention. Sure. Um, one is looking at, we just touched on it a minute ago, about even strength versus power play goals. So going back a couple of years, um, when we look at the 2016-2017 season, which was considered a down year for him, he scored 33 goals that year. And uh, it's funny to me when you consider 33 a down year, like any other player or most players in the league would be thrilled to ever eclipse 30 goals in a season. Right. But for Ovi, that was not a good year. And in that season, he scored 16 even strength goals and 17 power play goals. So he was actually, you know, more power play than even strength. And then last year in the cup run, he, it was more than half of his goals came at, on the power play, 17 out of you know, 17 on the power play. And, you know, th that was, that was a lot more than the year before. And then when you look at this year, right now, he's got 18 even strength and seven on the power play. So he's really doing a lot more at even strength, which is remarkable given his age and how fast the league is and that he's able to just consistently keep scoring. Yep, no doubt about it. And um, yeah, go ahead, Drew. What What do you think about that? That that yeah, that's that's just you know just looking at his stats. I was I'm kind of following along with Amanda on that. It's just looking at his stats. It's just amazing to see. And the one that I laugh at when I kind of chuckle to myself is that he has one in his entire career right now one shorthanded assist. That's it. That's all That's he got. Funny, I didn't look at that one. He's got 
he's he's scored four shorthanded goals in his career, but he has one shorthanded assist. That's all he wow. has. Wow, you know, if someone asked how many shorthanded goals he had, I would have actually no idea. I would know know what to throw out there. Before sounds about right. Obviously, yeah, you just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, he's not one to go on the fast breaks the other direction when they're out there. Right. He had, as a matter of fact, three of his shorthanded goals were in his first season that he was in the league. That makes wow. sense. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm looking and, at that. That's crazy. And then one all the way back in 08-09. Correct. So he hasn't scored a shorthanded goal in about <laughs> a decade. nine years. About a decade, yeah. Yeah. So Reardon needs to give him a chance is what we're saying. So th- Right. Yeah. So if you're going to put Kuznetsov out there on the shorthand on the PK, yeah. you're going to have to start putting Ovi out there too, I think. I love it. Um, now, one other thing to, to yeah. point out before we move on from his stats here is that, that struck me is when you look right now at his points, he's at 39 points so far. Everybody's talking about his goal pace at 68 right now, but his point pace right now will put him at 106 points. That's more than he's had since 2009, the 2009-10 season. I mean, that's right. crazy. He hasn't even broken 90. His, his highest one since then was 85, and he's on pace for – or 87, and he's on pace right now for 106. So he's having one of his best years after a cup Right, after win. a cup run and, and at age 33. It's just – like yeah. you said, I, I have no adjectives. It's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. And what actually what I – yeah, what I – wanted to bring up when you were giving out his numbers was we were robbed of another great year in the lockout year because he was on fire that year as well oh yeah that was just in the middle of his prime right yeah he I scored mean, he's like yeah, well, goals yeah. that year in 48 games there was only it was only a 48 game season so he played every game um because it was strike short yeah yeah but 32 goals i mean think about that that looks like a year you look at his career, and he's had that one thirty-three goal year. That would have been that, like another, yeah, yeah. 60. That would have been, yeah. He's he was he would have had a great year. And I actually think this year he's at twenty-five, which is amazing. Imagine if we hadn't had the suspension, Tom Wilson suspension, sixteen games. He yeah. scores more when Wilson's on the ice with him. I think he might be at thirty already if Wilson hadn't been suspended for so long at the beginning of the season. No doubt about it, and. And just to tie this all together, I just wanted to get your guys' take about how the perception of Ovechkin has changed in the league, not necessarily from Caps fans, but from outsiders from around the league. Um, It seems like you can see it on the faces of all the Caps, how kind of the relief is there. And these regular season games no longer have to be that high stress. Um, Playoffs will still be stressful no matter what, even though we just won a cup, but but you see the smiling. You see how he's just a good guy, like how he tapped on Carey Price that one game. The whole league loves seeing that. Um, but just kind of how a lot of people have now turned their original takes on Ovechkin about how he's a choker and all that, and to now what they think about him. Mm-hmm. Winning cures everything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, especially when you have, you know, Mike Milbury has always, you know, he's – I'm not a big fan of his, to be honest. Uh, you know, he's been very critical of Ovechkin over his career during certain certain phases of it. Uh, but he said the other night that Ovechkin is the greatest uh, goal scorer to ever put on a pair of skates. And I can't disagree with him. Uh, and I think that's – I think when it's all said and done, you know, especially in an era where – goals are harder to come by mm-hmm. than in the eighties when Gretzky played. I think that's high praise, especially coming from Millbury. But Absolutely. I think that, I think it's certainly he, he's going to be one of, if not the best goal scorer of this particular 
um, generation of the, of the league in the, in the modern era. I think that's a great point, Drew. If, if he never, if he never passes Gretzky, I still think he's the best goal scorer to ever strap on skates because he's doing it in an era where if you look across the league at goal scoring numbers, it's a lot lower now than it was that if he had played in the era that Gretzky played, I think he probably would have scored more than Gretzky did. And I know that's, that's sacrilege and I, not to disparage by any stretch of the imagination but I think as his career progresses you just can't look at Ovechkin and not think he has there's an argument to be made that he's one of the best hockey players to have ever played the game yeah no doubt about it and obviously I never really got to see Gretzky play I I can only see highlight videos on YouTube but as good as he was there are also some goals where literally it's like a slap shot from mid-ice going in on these goaltenders um, it's just no comparison to what the game is now and how much harder is harder it is to score um, back from compared to back then in the 70s and 80s. Um, but but that pretty much just sums up Ovechkin when it's all said and done, and who knows when it'll be done, when they finally build a statue of him at Capital One Arena, um, he will go down as probably a top five to ever play the game. I hope so. I want the statue to be the ho- the hoisting of the cup. That's my that's my vote for the statue. Okay, so that's your vote. <laughs> Mine is either like kissing his finger for his uh, brother or or pointing Aww. up in the sky after a goal, something like that um, would be one of my choices as well. Yeah, I guess it depends on how many more cups there are. If there are a whole bunch, that one might not seem so special anymore. So we'll see what happens in the uh, next good few point. years. <laughs> good point. Uh, um, Drew, you got anything else or uh, you think we got our OVs kind of medicine today. I, I, the only other thing is I know that we, uh, you know, the other day we were discussing, you know, if you're talking about a, a Mount Rushmore of it, let's say of just of sports in DC, right, yeah. would he be on it? And I, I certainly, he'd be the first one, probably the first one I would put on it. Um, I, I would think if I were to just, you know, kind of quickly as we just brainstorm her real quick. I think if I had to pick my my four caps to put on Mount Rushmore for for their uh, franchise here in the for, in DC, I think I would pick uh, Ovechkin, Bondra, Hunter, and Langway would be my four to put up um, because each of them had uh, a significant influence on this franchise over the years, and I th- I certainly think he would be the first one, and I think first one anybody would put up there. Yeah, obviously he's on the Caps Mount Rushmore, but he would be on my DC Sports Mount Rushmore he'd as well. He'd be on my NHL total Mount Rushmore, honestly. Wow. So you had to pick four or five. Wow. I mean, if you could only pick four, I don't know yet. I have to hold off until the end of his career. But I got to <laughs> say, if things continue the way they are, I don't know how you could keep him out of that top four or five. The point of the game is to score goals, and he is the best to ever do it. So I think he would be on the NHL Mount Rushmore. And that's a really good topic, though for like national that would be a fun topic yeah Yeah. uh but like my caps mount rushboard since i'm a millennial would be Ovi, backstrom and holpe because Ovi and backstrom i mean do i really have to explain obviously top two and caps points and holpe being the first goalie you know to bring the cup to the team or to the city and then i don't know maybe peter bond or something like that um you guys know more about him than i do but uh but um, but again, I think the, he just called us old Drew. I think. Yeah, I know. I thought I was going to let him pass, but you brought it up. You guys know more. <laughs> That's too funny. And you know, before we move on, I'm sorry. I have one more note here that I forgot to mention: is shooting percentage. If you look at Ovi's stats for this year, 
His shooting percentage right now is 21.6, which is just, it's crazy. You look back through his career and the highest number looking like 14.5, 14.6 are the highest ever in his career. And right now he's at 21.6. It's just unbelievable what he's doing right now. And it looks, he's not shooting as much, but he's shooting much more high quality shots. Which is kind of the um, philosophy, I think, that Trotz brought into the Caps offense as general, in general, I mean, and which frustrates us a lot because, like, they overpass. But they work for those high-quality chances instead of just throwing everything yeah. at the net. And Ovechkin, maybe that's just some something that's stuck with his game over the past two or three years. Um, but moving on from the Ovechkin segment, just real quick, guys, let's go over their next three games. They play at Carolina, then home for Buffalo and home for home for the Penguins. So it'll be the first time seeing Carolina and Buffalo this season. Um, I think they're going to be really good games because Carolina is always a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo as well is finally some someone I've wanted to see for a while. Obviously, their huge win streak has been snapped, but they are still a team that looks to be um, that they'll be there, be there in the end for the playoffs. And then Penguins, goes without saying, will be a really good one. But how do you think this three-game matchup kind of shakes out? I'm making my prediction. I'm not going to go 3-0 this time because I feel like I'll be pushing it. But definitely <laughs> definitely 2-1 and one, uh, and maybe an overtime game in this set. Who's the lo- Which one do they lose out of your team? Um, I think Carol <sighs> – I don't think they're going to lose any of them, honestly. And I'm not going to say they're going <laughs> to lose to the Penguins. Maybe a Carolina, like, overtime close loss is what uh, is as far as I would go. So you think they, they've got the Sabres and the Pens? So really 2-0-1 is what I'm saying, not 2-1. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay, I'm going to go 2-1, but I'm going to pick the going to pick the Sabres game just because I think they're going to drop one in there and I don't want to ever predict them to lose to the Penguins because it makes me sad. Yeah, and Jeff and Skinner I, will I probably score can... two on us. Yeah, and that's what I think. If they drop any of them, I'm going to go two and one and they drop the game to the Sabres. Okay, what do you think, Drew? Um, I'm going to be a little bit more bullish. I actually think that they'll con- I think they'll continue their streak. I think they'll win all three. Wow. And I'm really looking forward to the Pittsburgh game because Wilson will be back. Um, most likely for it. And so I I feel that that is going to be a playoff type atmosphere game. Um, And I think Willie, I think Willie is going to, I mean, he already lives rent free in every Pittsburgh fan's head as it is anyway. But I I just think that that is going to be, if if there's a game that is competitive enough that they might lose, I think that's going to be it. But they're playing at home. Um, They're going to have, they're going to be actually have three days off before they play. Um, after they play Saturday, um, I suspect that I'm going to say that I think that they win the next three. Wow. Yeah. And, I hope you're right. And we don't know. Pittsburgh, I think right now is like a point out of the second wild card spot, but that could be just another great chance for the Caps to push Pittsburgh even farther down the standings, which was any, every game now is important. And I don't think I'm the only one who will be okay if Pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs somehow this year. I would never have been I, I could care less. Yeah, okay, Drew doesn't. I'd love to see them miss it. Yeah. What do you guys think about Wilson and his return? Um, you think we're going to see him pick up right where he left off? You think there's going to be any kind of time where he has to ramp himself back up? No, I think he's going to be no. able to jump right into it. The question is, is he going on the top line and then I guess Oshi back to the second? I think so. I think yeah. he slots right back in on the right side of that top line and Oshi down to the second line. I really like. I really like that second line with Oshi and Verana. And 
Connolly on it. I think that I, right now they just the team is so deep. Every line, the third line, I think is probably the weak, the weak link. Yeah. Although weak is this weak is strong. It's not weak, but the weakest, I guess, right. link. But that fourth line's been great, and uh, I think they're going to put Wilson right back up there with Ovechkin because Ovechkin is always better. I think at least in the last year and a half with Wilson on the other side. Yep. I just hope he stays in games and plays like literally every game left for the Caps. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't he disagree with that. Now, what is it? 18 of 30 he's missed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that either. I I know that I think at last practice I if I recall seeing, I think they had him on the Wilson on the second line. Personally, I think they should slot him back up at the top and Oshi back at the second, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll know tomorrow. It's a good uh problem to have, right? If you're reared. Yep. This team is incredible. Um, but all right, thanks guys. I think that's going to about wrap it up for us. Uh, for the listeners, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, and please uh, leave us any type of feedback or subscribe to us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My name is Sabir again at please win DC and um, Drew as well. Do you guys want to give out your handles as well and just sign off? Yeah, sure. Um, you can find find me on Twitter at, at robustop10. And you can and find follow me, me oh, at Will. No, go ahead, man. <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> at awhite7877 on Twitter. Awesome. And again, we do this podcast for the DMV Sports Network. Please check out their website and their handle as well on Twitter, at DMV underscore SN. Besides that, thanks again for listening to another episode of the DC Power Play. Have a great week, everyone.